matter what through life if you can be coachable or be a good teammate you'll excel in anything it's like having that opportunity and i think uh, i remember doing an interview last year with someone and they said what makes you think you're able to do this position i said well i have to make a decision in 11 seconds or less or 20 seconds or less that affect 11 other people's well-being and i said i have to be right every single time All right, baby. Dan, because <laughs> you're so special, I have a fucking introduction for you. Nice. Today on the podcast, we have a very special guest. He's Saskatchewan's pride and joy, Regina's number one dad, and one of the best, smartest, talented O-linemen in the Canadian Football League. Grey Cup champion, CFL All-Star, Dan Clark. Hey. Yes, sir, baby. Thanks, buddy. Thanks yeah. for having me. Thanks for finally coming on the no fucking problem. podcast, baby. Fuck, Thanks. it took a minute there. It did. Fucking Ferlin won't come on the podcast. I don't know why, but... Wow, he's busy guy, big trades guy. I know, but he has tape measures and stuff. I know, but you guys did that little thing for the riders there. I didn't even know. Yeah, that. I didn't. All of a sudden, he can do that, but he can't come on here. Hey. No, you look good on camera. Thanks. I'm uh, nervous. Are you nervous? Christmas wait. Christmas wait. How was your Christmas, by the way? My Christmas was great. Honestly, it was. Uh, all my family's here. All my wife's family's here. So yeah, we go from a quiet Christmas on my side to a hectic Christmas on the Casano side, which is eighteen of us. Yeah. So it was good. It was good. Really good. So did you have people over at the new house? Yeah, uh, we had Christmas with my family at the house, and then we had my my wife's family at our house, and yeah. then Boxing Day, and then uh, we actually my sister or my sister in law, youngest sister in law, she got married on New Year's Eve. So oh wow, that was a nice little enjoyment, a little wedding. So yeah, yeah, that is nice. And yours? It was nice, man. I just hung out with Sierra's family. We played cards. Nice. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm 25 now and kind of growing up and yeah. not really just drinking that hard anymore. Maybe yeah. have that occasional like rum and coke or rum and eggnog and go to bed around 12. Like even this New Year's, man, we like we stayed up to like 12.01 yeah. and I crashed. What about you? Did you stay up with the kids? Yeah, while well, we were at the wedding. So Oh, the wedding went yes, late, so, so I guess. yeah. We are basically 12.05. Dad was waiting outside of the uh, wedding for us to take us home. So Yeah. So, yeah, good. you're a fucking, you're a dad, hey? Yeah. I don't I don't know if many people know that out there because you look pretty young. You know what I mean? Oh, no. Yeah, I, for being no, 34 years old, you look very young. I don't think so. You don't think um, so? Yeah. I uh, have two kids. I have a little rhinoceros that's four. Cash? That's a replica of me. There's no tattoos. Just yeah. soft-hearted, kindest little boy you can imagine. And then my... Uh, I've got a stubborn six-year-old little girl that uh, tests my buttons every day, but I love her to death. She's six now? Six. Wow, she looks way older than six. Yeah, while both being plus on the uh, charts for growth and everything like that, they look bigger. She looks like she's 10, man. I know. That's crazy. Even Cash looks like he could be eight. I know. Corey the other day said that he looked looked like he was eight. (laughs) Kendall looked like she was 10. I was like, oh, no. So are they in any sports at all at that age? Uh, Kendall right now is in basketball. She did uh, soccer last year in the, I guess, summer, spring, yeah. whatever you want to say. And then, uh, yeah, Cash wants to just really be Cash right now. I don't know if he's just interested in cash. performing in front of anybody, but yeah. so whenever he has that opportunity, he wants to do it. Putting kids in at, in, in sports, like, do, you, do they pick it or do you pick it? I would say they pick it. They do, I'd hey. rather them go out and enjoy it. Kendall, Kendall wanted to do T-ball. Okay. Hated it. She hated she it. She just... Uh, didn't enjoy it didn't be enjoy being out there put her in soccer and just the 180 really she loved it running and chasing the ball and being yeah. one of the 
like just t- teaching him to be aggressive and get the ball. Uh, it takes time. Um, yeah. Cash, he wants to do it. He says he wants to do it. Yeah. And the time comes and he just gets all shy and nervous. So. I know. I noticed that when we were training. Remember you bring yeah. him out? Yeah. But he's, he's getting four, he, man. He's getting better, though. Yeah. Like, I guess even when you put him in sports now, there's the times that they don't want to performing anybody they don't want to go yeah. and just run around because all eyes are on them so did, did your girl ever get nervous out there yeah soccer? she does yeah. um i think we had one over uh christmas concert yeah she, she did the afternoon christmas concert grandparents went there and she she bawled in front of everybody oh uh-huh. so then kayla and i had to talk everything's fine like just yeah. you know look over and it's a little got, bit of anxiety yeah got yeah. her to look at me and i just and she got out of it got no she went in that evening and i'm like oh here we go you can tell the tears started to well oh, up okay, and yeah. i looked at her and she yep. like awesome took man. two breaths and she finished it out her christmas concert and that's sweet it's kind of it's one of those ones that yeah. you know as a dad you try to you come up with everything to save save your kids but sometimes you just let have to let them you know sink or swim that's got to make you proud though oh yeah absolutely yeah. so yeah. six years old is kindergarten or grade, grade uh, one she's in grade one okay and cash has got to be pre-kindergarten preschool which is great Oh, God. So you, during the day, they're gone? Well, during the day, uh, so cash goes to preschool Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 9 till 11. And oh, so no, okay. Kendall's gone all day at Kendall's school. Done, yeah. So so what do you do? What, what happens? Who takes care of the kid after that? So then? my sister-in-law runs a daycare. Oh, that's uh, wow. Just across, uh, was it? Um, What's it called? Let's plug it out. Uh, she doesn't have a name. Oh, God. No. Yeah, but. Yeah. But Melissa Zilianka, if, you, there if we you're go. looking for someone to watch your kids. There we go. Reach out to us. Yeah. Um, but just their backyard backs the school that Kendall goes to. So no way. it's less than a minute, like maybe 30 seconds from the door to the other door. Damn, man. So it's 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 awesome. It's yeah. great. And then Cash goes to daycare full time, depending on what I got going on. Damn. So six years, so 28 years old, you had your first kid. Yeah. So, and you were like prime, prime CFL, almost CFL All-Star there because you were, did you get a CFL All-Star that year or what happened? No, I uh, honestly didn't get my CFL All-Star until 2019. So oh, okay. Kendall would have been three years old by then. Okay. So three years before you hit yeah. your prime. Did that, did anything change when you had the kids? Did it hit no. you like you had to play harder or anything or no? No, I think it just, I think the wins and losses mean less at that point yeah of course winning is great in sports but mm-hmm. when you lose it's devastating at times and when you're when you're just chasing and you're being that professional athlete that's that's all that matters um you know yeah. losing sucks but mm-hmm. also having that outlet when you do lose i think last west final in 2021 yeah just are just being in winnipeg just coming in the locker room so emotional the only thing that i wanted to do to get over it was to call my family or facetime my family yeah and having that conversation with the kids not only my wife but the kids just yeah. to get over what happened yeah your family yeah. is so supportive i always see them in the front row even after the games you know oh, they're yeah. always waiting for you I, I even said hi a few times yeah absolutely your wife's awesome yeah you know she she doesn't get enough credit uh, no yeah I we think. haven't talked let's talk about her for a little bit oh, so yeah. when did you guys get married uh we got married <clears throat> in uh 2015 2015 oh okay and then uh we had kenny in 2016 so so quick the day of the wedding we found out the gender of what kendall was going to be so we found out she was going to have a little girl so yeah she's been along the ride pretty much from 2009 with me all the way till now so she's been oh so you met her even way earlier no i met her in my first year uh basically would have been the the fall um i was doing it's called sweat and buckets yeah at the uh at the leisure center 
What is so it? What is that? So you remember the, you remember those tubs of like detergent, and mm-hmm. it's got like the baby falling into the tub oh, of yeah. detergent and possibly like hazard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you put those in the water and you run with them. You do your sprint work in the water. You did that. I did that. I loved it. <laughs> you uh, loved I, it. I did love it. And when I met her, you know, I came out of the out of the change room and I was like, all I see is this curly long hair and how tall she was, especially in the pool. And I'm like. Man, we'd make massive babies. That's all you fucking yeah. thought. Oh, yeah, the that's first all thing I thought. You thought. First, first, that's all you thought. I swear. That's the first thing I saw. So what was your move? Like, hey. So it was basically like, hey, how are you? And yeah. then she found out that I played for the Riders and wanted absolutely nothing to do with me. Really? So it took me. I played the long game to be able to get her. Um, basically, she played hard to get for a while. And yeah. I just, you know, I love the fact that she sticked with me through thick and thin. So. That's awesome, man. That's all you can ask for, really. Yeah, absolutely. That's fucking awesome, Dad. Wow, so a little background there for a little background, yeah. A little background. So let's get back into like football, I guess. Yep. Your Saskatchewan's very own. You started off with the Thunder, hey? Yep. And then you kind of you got your way with the Riders through like the territorial program. Yeah. So the t- junior territorial program, it it's been unbelievable. I yeah. Think it gives guys the, you know, I had a high school, I had everywhere in Canada to go besides the U of S, and then multiple places in the states, and I never yeah. wanted to leave home, really. Yeah. So then uh, my at head coach at the time jerry thompson went to the thunder and it just seemed like a good fit really you know? so i spent three years with the with the thunder you know performed pretty well it was always bigger size than everybody else so i could yeah. use my body weight and the, a lot of the run game struggled a little bit in the past and you know slowly developed my skills and then uh, so two, you were there for how long three years and three years in 2009 i got we would have been my year four in the junior program i got asked to come out to the riders so i was 19 so year four at 19, you're practicing with the Riders and playing with the Thunder. Yeah. So yeah. Really so how was that one. year? So actually, it was great. Um, I came into training camp terrified, literally thinking this would just be like a camp experience, just a camp body for the CFL. And yeah. uh, at the time, Joe McGrath went, came and signed here on a big deal. Um, and then halfway through camp, he left back and just as we were going to go to Edmonton and play our first preseason game and I knew I was going to travel being a junior kid yeah and then at the time Bob Wiley said kid you're up no way so this is in your first year this is my first year so I go training camp play my first like preseason game yeah like like didn't even feel like I was a fish out of water yeah you didn't feel at all you just felt normal to you felt normal like going out there I think the veterans played like less than a quarter Mm -hmm. and from there on out like guys playing beside guys like Nick Hutchins who was the he went to the U of R drafted that year um just guys that you know you slowly build Chris Best playing beside him at left tackle or he even playing left tackle me playing guard yeah it was just like surreal at that point yeah and then uh did those guys help you out along the way oh preseason games absolutely yeah I remember sitting like my roommate time was Chris Best and just being able to sit there and pick his brain and talk to him yeah he said just go out there and play football you know Mm -hmm. how to do it yeah. And just giving me all the confidence in the world. I find that the biggest thing, man, like entering my second year now, is just the confidence factor. Like you, you you know what you're doing, man. You've been doing it since you were eight years old. It's just like telling yourself that you belong here and yeah. just going after it. I think guys get nervous. Yeah. Right? Guys, it's a different level. It's a different, oh, guys are bigger, guys are stronger. But yeah. really when it comes down to it, it's just football. You've always exactly. faced bigger guys. You've always faced stronger guys. Yeah. Uh, and it just comes down to the fact of, you either you got it that day or you don't. No, seriously. Right? No. And so, and it continues to be that way every single game day or practice. Yeah, and there's going to be some plays where you don't got it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> there's going to be a lot more no, plays know. that you don't got it. Fuck. And that's one thing, like, we never really realized in university or junior, probably, 
Like you, you, you probably killed it in junior year. Whole yeah, I would say there. yeah. Like I was always bigger than everybody else. Like yeah, I left the junior three hundred and forty pounds. Like you were three forty coming oh, on junior three forty six. I remember stepping on the scale. I like, think uh, Steve Hatson oh was beside me. We we're like, oh my goodness! And I then mean, with the chance to go to the riders, I was like, okay, I need to like put a little bit more effort into my training and yeah. I can make this a big reality. So who'd you train with back then? Well, really, we only had our training program at the Thunder like one day a week. Like, we were still like that high school team yep. mentality that was one all-together training session. Yeah, And then uh, I started training at Sets Fitness in the North End just off of Rochdale. Sets? And, yeah, and uh-huh. it was just one of those ones, just building up the mentality in the gym and getting yeah. stronger, getting what I thought stronger at the time. Yeah. And then to be able to put myself into the situation where – I got offered a spot with the riders on the practice squad. So I feel like you, you say you were always a big cat, but like, I feel like you're more of a technical kind of player. Don't you think? I think it's changed, right? Yeah. You think about it. I'm smaller size now for offensive line. That's Being what I mean. Like yeah. six two, three hundred. 300 right now, probably three twenty eight, three twenty seven. 327, yeah. but also playing at three fifteen. Exactly. Yeah. You are smaller than a lot of guys. And you look at the, <laughs> You look at guys on our team, Furlan. I know. 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, Massive, uh, yeah. Right, 300. But he has to put the weight on. I've never been that way. You've never been that way, yeah. High yeah. school, 310, right? That's crazy, yeah. It's hard to put on the weight, but it's also hard to lose it at the same time. Yeah, well, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when did it come in, the factor, like when you are in the CFL, like I got to figure out some of my technique here? Or did you always be – or were you always good at it? Um, no. no. I think it's just become – I think a lot of it has changed over the years with offensive line play. Yeah. As D linemen have become bigger, stronger, faster, and, of course, freak athletes, mm-hmm. you need to start learning how to, like, one-arm chop, double-hand chop, yeah. snatch, which D linemen hate. But yeah. at that point, D linemen like to push-pull, so it's the same kind of technique as D linemen using against us. As exactly. your guys' yeah. move progress and D linemen's change all the time, we have to come up with ways to beat that. You think like long arm. Yeah. If it's D linemen's inside arm on you, what can you do? Inside arm chop. You never want to open up the shoulders and drop that outside hand. But never do. Yeah. So. And you're um you're big into working with unisons. You know you hate you hate one on ones. You know you hate going against like you're not a one on one guy because in a game you're more of like we're working together. Yeah. You're always saying that. Everything. So how, you always use that in your game. How do you use that? Like how do you do that? <clears throat> well, I always think like a lot of the time I think that's shifting now. Like a lot of defenses are going to three down, five down. Yeah. Depending on the group that you have, you know you don't see four two anymore a lot. So I guess that's where my time needs to change. That I do a lot more one on ones to be able to put myself in those situations to be able to win. And granted getting older it's a little bit harder to put yourselves in those situations at times but yeah i've always been i've always been had the mindset yeah you can beat me one-on-one but let's go to team period or let's go to inside you always run. say that yeah. and then again because it's i can technically know what's happening in front of me yeah. a lot faster than just one-on-one so did you always play center or back in the day were no. you like a, a tackle left guard guard? always left, guard though well right? high school i played right tackle yeah and slowly going slowly moving slowly in, moving in uh <laughs> played left guard in junior and then what I thought was I was just going to be a left guard in CFL. Yeah. And then I had that opportunity, you know, Chris Best and, you know, Mark Pereno taught me. They're like, play every position. Yeah. So Or know every position. Know yeah. every position. Even play. Like, there'd be yeah. one-on-ones going on. I'd step up, play right tackle, left tackle. Hey, I know no you, one's jumping in, you know, I'll jump in. I like, know you do. Man, why fucking, not? You fucking loser. I know. Why not? It's the why? worst because you, like, you don't get a normal look because no. you're fucking six feet and like normal guys are six six or six fucking yep. five and huge. And long ass arms and I got these tiny little T-Rex arms. I know. <laughs> little shooter. Yeah, you know little, what I mean? Underneath. Always waiting. Always always yeah. play that patient game. So we're, like, since you moved in from left tackle to left guard to center, like, were you good at snapping? 
Right no, away, you kept it trash. I think I did. I think one time in junior, they asked me to snap the ball, and I rolled two balls back. And I was like, oh, my day's done. And then just walked away like, I don't care. Really, hey? And then slowly it's been building and building and building. Yeah. Did you ever get, like, chewed at? Or, like, oh, like, yeah. Somebody get the fucking, somebody get like, another center in there or yep. some shit? And it's been like that a lot. Really? I think once I started learning in, like, 2012 on how to really snap and be able to put it, I always put the ball, like, when I get urgent, when there's, like, a head-up nose and we're running inside zone, yeah. I'll pull the ball high right, mm-hmm. which is, it sucks, but it's also, <laughs> it like, I need to load up here, like, no matter what. Yeah. And you think when you have that, it changes a lot. I wish... I would have started learning how to snap earlier in my career mm-hmm. to be able to learn that mechanics. I know yeah. now it's a little bit easier because I know where to position the ball and place the ball. Yeah. I think every center takes time for them to learn how to do that, especially if you dead ball snap or if you are a lace holder or if you're non-lace holder kind of do, thing. Do coaches tell you what to do or you? it's kind of up to you? I think coaches give their their personal opinion just okay. like any other position sure. but yeah. also if you can snap the ball one way no coach is going to mess with that exactly unless it's good too. Yeah. yeah unless they don't like the way that you're doing it of course and then they're like oh, i want you to try the you know i like it look at the new style where a lot of guys hold the tip of the ball with just i did dead that. balls remember that guy in camp he did that yeah and it just blows it blows yeah. my mind right and then it changes to what what do you do the best that has gotten you here exactly right i always find like when i'm looking at you as like a d lineman i feel like you're in a disadvantage because you got to snap it and then go yeah. do you ever feel like you ever got caught doing that yeah absolutely you think you, you think a lot of the time when you snap the ball like for me my my reaction is to reach across my body oh so i'm like a lot of the times if you trap my arm my yeah. uh, my offset arm or my non-snap arm it's easy to work back across. Yeah. So it's basically trying to play that to your position. You ever get to do that? Just it's been getting you every all game or no? Uh, yeah. Just catch well, it. Well, it just it's one of those ones where then you've got to play the mental game on yeah. how do you get your boys get to your say, boys hey. yeah. or you also put yourself in the situation of if I keep getting beat to the side, what can I do differently? Exactly. Yeah. And that just becomes the game in the game. So as a center, are you like I, I always see you like? Are you talking out there? Oh, constantly. So like, like what's at like, least at least like with our group, we are constant communications yeah. and constant. Like talking up to quarterback giving the set hut. So let's get something to the crowd here. So right when you go to the center, what's the first thing you do? So basically when I step over the ball, I'm IDing the the front, whether it's a 4-2, 5 down, 3 down. Uh, Find the free safety. It depends on where the free safety is. Is it hard to find the free safety sometimes? Sometimes. Because you're fucking down there. Well, you got to look at it too. Like lots of times people rotate. Sam, free. Um, Basically I look at it still like a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Like... R T N Q M W S. So okay. I break it down to what the defense actually is. Yeah. Um, and and then, you study film and know who guys yeah, are. Shit, yeah. You notice a lot of the time. Okay, the Sam and the Mike or the Sam and the free safety will change positions. Yeah. All right. If it's a, a three by two set with our receivers, if there's three D or two DBs to the field and one high free safety kicked over, where's the other guys? Kind of playing those. And you do all this in like four seconds, probably. Uh, probably I'd say like ten seconds. Oh, you get ten seconds. Okay, yeah, you think about it when twenty seconds. Once the play clock starts, we break the huddle, come up probably about eighteen, yeah, maybe seventeen seconds. Start IDing the defense, look for the free safety, work my way back down the box, get down in my stance call out our combination or what's going to happen after that you look at your defense defensive lineman in front of you and you think how fa- what can you do then you go yeah to what that. can you do the fastest to hurt me yeah and then at that point you're green 80 green 80 it's setup. crazy you got to think in 10 seconds all of those things you well, know what i mean i look at it this way you gotta you gotta think in 20 seconds or less you have to protect 11 other guys in the field including yourself 
Crazy. Right? It's crazy. And, like, you're the fastest point. You get beat, fastest point of the quarterback. Yep. Crazy. Oh, and it is. Unfortunately, <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. You know what? It's <laughs> you learn. You learn a lot of, but a lot of the time as an offensive lineman, you learn to flush. Yeah. Try to learn to flush what happens to you, because yeah. that way you look at it. And, you know, one big play happens by the lineman, then they're absolutely the studiest, studiest. Oh, I know. Just one play. One play, it's and then fifty nine other plays. They could be on their back or washed out of their gaps. And and still had an unreal game. Unreal game. That's shit. You know what I mean? That's why it's nice for us D linemen. Get one sack, we're good, and get roasted the whole game. You know what I mean? Crazy. I like. I'm glad you look at it that way. No, I know. I'm not an idiot. I'm friends <laughs> with y'all. You know that. Um, is, is there ever a chance, like when you're calling the plays, is it like Ferlin or like anybody besides you be like, doubt you or like, hey, no, that's not what we're doing, Dan? Um, sometimes I'm dyslexic. <laughs> I'm dead serious. So <laughs> I know, like, I'll, it'll be like a protection to our our left, but I'll call it to the right. Yeah. And Ferlin or Evan, uh, you mean the other way? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. So at least he checks you like that. Checks me like that. You know what I mean? They've been great. I know there's been times where I we've possibly been doubted, and then you'll come to the sidelines and be like, "I called what I called because I know what I'm doing." Yeah, and it just happens. It's you know, it's when everybody's studying the game and not all learning it from one position. It kind of takes, yeah, it takes its different toll on it. But well, awesome, I would yeah. say all in general, everybody does a great job listening and. Yeah. As a center, you're the alpha, and you got to make the call. Right? <laughs> yeah, so that's lit, man. I was gonna say, I was like, one more question for you with the center thing. Um, is it like, does it feel weird having somebody's hands on your ass the whole time? <laughs> no. And how close you does get it get? To, how close does it get to your gooch? Ah, uh, you know, you always gotta make sure that your hands are lotioned. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just curious, like, is you know what I mean? I, that's like, I, I bet you people would think about that. So, you know what I mean? like, I always had different quarterbacks. Like, Darian always was off to the left. Okay. So you know where Darian's hands would be. Yep. Or like Cody's hands. I know Cody's going to put them in there and give you a little firm press up. <laughs> That's crazy, so, man. So different different guys, different, different things. So you, for different quarterbacks, you have to put in different areas, I guess? Depends on what they – a lot of the time they've been told you do with the center, how the center has to Oh, okay. Uh, I, I really never did it. So yeah. I learned to put the ball in a certain position. Yeah. So I can move depending on the situation to be able to put myself or put them where they like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately to say it like that. But yeah. So how was it playing with Darian? It was great. It was the it was great. It was also that little bit little brother, big brother. Yeah, for sure. Because you right. were those in the early days. The early days. Like yeah. I wasn't the same outspoken person I am now, of of course. But yeah. also it was just like I think I remember one time, twenty thirteen, we were in uh Edmonton and I fell down with a sprained AC joint, and I'm laying there like, uh, and he's like, what's wrong? I was like, oh, I hurt my shoulder. He's like, get up. No way. Like, one of those is those tough love. And you got up? Got, well, you know, the trainers came out, and they're like, what's wrong? I was like, nothing. <laughs> Darren needs me. Yeah, well, it's one of those ones playing six, and you know, yeah. having that first opportunity that really teaches you, like, you, you know, you're this. not going to get your shot very often, and this Man, is the shot you need. Seriously, bro. No matter what's going on, you, you play through, through that it. shit. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy, man. And how was it winning the Great Cup with him? Like, how was uh, that year? How was that whole year? It was a whirlwind. Like, yeah. I think a lot of people forget as talented as we were. We went through a spell. I think it was four games. Once Sheets got hurt that we just couldn't. It just felt like our wheels were spinning. Yeah. And then BC, we got Sheets back. And, um, like, of course, we had a talented group across the board. Yeah. But also having that spark back and getting our running game back going, it was it was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, the group of guys that we had, like, from the Canadian depth all the way to the American depth, it was, we were all together. And that's something that was huge. And you yeah. look at going all the way. I've never gone into a game more confident in my life than really, that hey? game. Wow. And you've been in situations where it's like, man, we ain't going to lose this game. And then, unfortunately, we lose. But yeah. it's 
when you stepped on that field, you're like, there's no way. Like, this is not going to happen. The Yankees and I was at home, too. At home. Yeah. Think about it. How was that after when you won? Oh, it was it was a whirlwind. Yeah. Like, really. I've never won a championship in my own city. I've never won a championship period Ever. in football at that yeah. point. And to be able to win a championship. I remember turning to Ben Heenan. I was like, man, we did it. We won a great cup. Like, yeah. five minutes left in the fourth quarter. And you're like, wow. What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck is going on? Was the, the crowd just going crazy? Oh, it was like, so loud in there. Like, probably the loudest stadium I've ever been in. Yeah. And it was just... The atmosphere after was just like surreal, like stands full of people as you were celebrating, hoisting the great cup over your head. No one left. No one left. No one. No yeah. one. And then everything, all the party went to Dooney and then Albert. And Did you go to sleep that night? Uh, yeah, we went, we went home. <laughs> we went home, enjoyed it. But I think at that point, being out in every small town, like, yeah. you know, you see the Great Cup, you know, at the Raptors game or stuff like that. But yeah. how many uh, calls did you get? And how many, like, texts did you get? Oh, you game? were packed, like, constant people congratulating you. I think the coolest part is when you're especially local is when you have that opportunity to have the cup for the day. That's what I mean, man. And be able to take it to places. So like what'd I, you do with it then? Uh, you know, I took it... Um, I took it home, of course, took it to, you know, my in-laws' house. Yeah. Just got to let everybody soak it in and enjoy it. I took it to my work at the time. I worked at Anlin Steel and Fabricating. Sweet. Uh, they must have loved that oh, shit. Oh, it was so cool. Yeah. Um, I took it to the children's ward at the general hospital. Oh, that's awesome. So just small little things like that. You'll you'll never, I don't know, you always chase it. Mm-hmm. But things that's what that you've been you chasing take advantage of. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've You know, I've won it as a six man. Now I want to win it as a starter. Yeah. Did you catch that touchdown that year? Yeah, I caught I caught one touchdown that year. How did that feel? Oh, surreal! Like, but I think the <laughs> were big... you scared shitless? You must have been oh. like when the play like let's say like guys is Kevin was it Kevin who threw it to you? No, it's Darren. Oh, I mean yeah, sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah. I said Kevin Durant. I'm thinking yeah. Kevin Durant. It's a Darren Durant. I'm Kevin fucking out of it. Throw the basketballs <laughs> to me, Jesus! When yeah, Darren threw it to you, when you recalled the play, were you shitting yourself? I think we ran it in practice a couple times, and like I had no not issue. expecting to run it. I did. those like, there's no way Cortez is going to run this. There's absolutely no way. And then I did. I wore 77, so I never had to report. Do you remember the play call? I don't remember the play oh, call. Okay. But I remember my responsibility. My responsibility was down block the D tackle or D end in that gap. Yep. And then once I felt like he's worked his way a little bit up the field, it was release. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm standing on the I love Regina sign, and did- Darian throws me like a bullet like right to my chest. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. And your celebration, what was it again? Oh, threw my arms up. I think Scott Scott McHenry took a minus on the play. <laughs> Our fullback at the time took a minus on the play because he knew I was going to catch it. He ran just straight towards me. Everybody came to celebrate. I got he's in my arms. I'm holding him as I'm high fiving everybody. It was yeah. it was like every big man's dream. I can see that man. That's lit. Did you guys win that game? Uh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, That's even better. Hamilton. And I just I remember that one. I think my BC one was a little bit more exciting in fourteen. You had another one. Yeah, I, I didn't know. That I had uh, two catch or I had three catches. Two touchdowns, and I had more yards than Western Dressler one game. What, man? Yeah. Is, this a, is this a myth? No. It's a stat. It's a stat. <laughs> what he, day is this? Uh, so we, you fucking find it. Uh, 2013, I caught my first touchdown against uh, Hamilton. Yeah. And later in the year, I caught a pass against Edmonton. I think Dressler had nine yards. I finished with 12. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I, I hold Did you guys win against, that game? Uh, yes. Oh, my. And word. then uh, we went to BC uh, the following year, and... Uh, 
we had a goal line play where all I did was just if my detach or if my linebacker that was covering me shifted at all, I just released straight up the field. So who the fuck was your coach? He just love you? Like Well, I was uh George Cortez. I think oh, okay. I remember George looking at me in thirteen being like you're gonna play tight end for us. Yeah. Don't fuck this up. And it was like I had to report every time. So I think I had two games in, then they came to me and like, you want to wear an eligible number? Yeah. I'm like, what? I can do that? And like, yeah. Oh, so so Gordy, Gordy laid out all the jerseys. He's yeah. like, pick pick one. I'm like, well, I'm gonna take 77. A, it's slimming the two I sevens, and then uh, you know I'm twice as big as Weston Dressler, so. I'm going to go with 7-7. Seven, seven. Seven, seven. You said that to him probably. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I remind him of that every time we're together. <laughs> so then 14, they had a guaranteed win night, and I release up. Big Hill released a little bit to the field, and I was yep. like, going for it. So I, sh- I ran, and uh, at the time, Tino Sinceri was, I think it was his first start, and yep. then threw his first touchdown pass to me. Fucking crazy, bro. Jumped up, like what, a credit card jump? Mm-hmm. Caught the ball over my head, landed in this biggest earthquake in Vancouver history. And we won the game, so Man. they had to uh, give out tickets. You got some memories in your 13 years. Oh, eh? yeah, absolutely. Getting older here, like you're 34. <laughs> almost 35 in June. Yeah, almost. June? Th- th- there you go, 35. You're not 35, you're 34. No, I'm, ter- I'm turning 35 this turning year. Turning 35. Like, have you noticed, like, a decline or, like, shit you got to get better at because you're getting older? I'm well, always curious about, like, because I'm young. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like, mobility. what do I have to worry about when I get to, like, 34 years old? In the uh, memory. Memory? Yeah. <laughs> mobility. Mobility. Uh, strength. I guess I'm not, like, I've never been beyond strong in the gym, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's never been, like, a worry. I think uh, my trainer, Levi Steinhauer, has done a great job of being able to keep me together. Levi's your fucking trainer? Yeah. Since Beauty. He tore his pack. No way. I think, yeah, Peck was his first real injury, and he was one day he was writing out. I seen him in the trainer's room at the old stadium, and I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I'm just going through, like, a training program I was going to do. And I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. He goes, well, I can't do it anymore. I'm like, I'll do it. Yeah. And then it's been, like, no way, love man. ever since. He's in the States now, hey? Yeah. And you still keep in contact with oh, him? Oh, yeah. And he's doing my program right now. Yeah. So what is he up to? I haven't seen him for Right now he- he's working on, like, a, I would say, like, an outdoors resort. So. Oh. Cleaning trails for like skiers and stuff like that. And Does he still like do conditioning shit and stuff? Uh, yeah, I think he's more of like he's more passionate about working on like the outdoors and stuff like that. Yeah. I always see his videos on Instagram and everything. Oh yeah, he was my strength coach my first year at U of R. He was the best, one of the best strength coaches I've ever had in my life. Absolutely, like, taught and me I, how to clean, taught me how to squat. And if I didn't have that dude, it would be fucked. Well, and that's I think that's another thing I I like about Levi. He's always willing to change things up. Yeah, it's not going to be the same like. I want you to barbell barbell squat this way. I want exactly. you to bench this way. It's whatever you feel comfortable doing. He'll he'll let you do. And when I was young with him, when, when he was in with me, man, he was serious with me. He was like, "Bro, you can't clean. You look like you can't fucking clean." Well, and that's horrible for him. Yeah, I think my first year under him, he looked at me squat, and he's like, "Nah, you squat to a box." <laughs> that's what I mean. That's he's he's like you know straight up. We're gonna teach you how to lift if you're gonna fucking lift. And yeah. I thought that was the coolest shit because I bet you there's a lot of trainers nowadays that don't do that. Well, you look at it. A lot of trainers will look at it. How much weight can you put on the bar? Exactly. Smart trainers are looking at like making sure that your body's able to handle that over a long period of time. Seriously, yeah. and to be able to put yourself in a situation to be able to last for a long time, and especially in football or mm-hmm. any sport that you're doing, it's a weight room will decline that very quickly if you are. Yeah, he does a lot of body form. weight exercises too, and a lot of like core and yep. different kind of like kettlebell shit. Yeah, I like he's cool. It's different. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So back to your shit. So how do you fucking maintain your old age, my guy? I think just having that. You know, I, I walk into Mosaic Stadium every single day of knowing that I can be cut. 
yeah. at any moment because uh, there's someone bigger, stronger, faster, and of course smarter coming yeah. coming chasing for my position. Has that not been your mindset since you got to the league, though? Always. Yeah, and that's I fucking, still, that's even I mean, still, man, at 25. I, feel I still like. think having that mindset and not having a change and that comfortability that you get, yeah, that'll help you stick in the in the league for a long time. Never yeah. be comfortable. That time that you think, oh, I'm going to relax here as a place happening. Well, if I sprint 20 yards downfield, maybe not touch anybody, but I still show that work ethic. Or someone's going to see it. Someone's maybe not your own team it. right now, but someone's going to see it on film. So when you do get cut, oh, man, I saw that guy fucking bust ass. Yep. So we're going to pick him up. And, that's, right? and that goes a long way. I yeah. think, you know, playing the game is like your hair's on fire. It's kind of a great mentality to think about it. Like you've been on the team for since 2009. You must have been th- always in the back of your head like I might be out of here. Oh, you think about every time free agency. I'm still thinking. No, I know. Even right 30, now, 30, you're going yeah, through absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, How is that mentally? Mentally, it's like in years past, it's been a struggle. Mm-hmm. As you get older, you you start to understand and you accept the business for the business as, you know, they want to yep. go younger in a position. And that's absolutely understandable. You just hopefully they're brutally honest with you and, yep. and have that hard conversation. It must have uh, been harder when you got family. I mean, you built oh, a family yeah. too. You were like even probably stressing a little Especially more. Especially when that. you get closer to free agency and teachers mm-hmm. speaking with you about, you know, you going to a different place. Are you ready to move your family out and having those opportunities? Um, and having spoken with GMs at the time, it's it it feels good to be wanted, but also you always want to be at home. Always want to be at home. Always. Yeah. It's nice here, even though Regina there's not much to do here. But it's but perfect. It's perfect. That's all you, you don't need, need to, do. to get in trouble here. I find it nice. Like I want to build a home here, and then you just go travel, and then come back. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think you got your thing that, here. That's huge too. Like you mm-hmm. look at it, how quiet, how you really you have to find trouble to get into trouble. Yeah. I think a lot of guys understand that when they come here and they realize like there's not much to do. Mm-hmm. You just really you, you revert to things that you enjoy and hopefully like to be around the, the boys in the locker room exactly what's been your pastime in regina like you know what i mean like yeah. you bowling do you, what do you do oh you know what i think so much of like with our O line this year has been yeah. movie nights once yeah, a week that, yeah movie nights with food at, at the of course food come on uh i'd say like just having that opportunity to be able to get together especially with guys that have families now yeah um you look at josiah even really, josiah's in town hey yeah. you want to get him on the podcast here too evan johnson <laughs> Johnson, right? Yeah, he's in Saskatoon, though. Family, though. Yeah. Um, and you look at those opportunities that you know now that our COVID season's done, it's being able to get together, get together off the field, and yeah. you know it's something that we want to do more, especially as an offensive line, but uh, something we want to do more as a team. Yeah, I might come. Back. Yeah, we need to get the team more into that. Yeah. You fucking, you guys don't have the O line thing going on. So, we what week was it this year that you you fucking went down? Uh, week two broke week two in Edmonton, right? Yeah. Broke my uh, my fibula and shifted my ankle. And was that the first big injury in your life, or did you have kind of like prior? I've had like uh, my UCL, my elbow, and my common flexor take me out for a couple of weeks. Okay, but nothing fucking nothing. Shattering. I've, like, I've never broken a bone before. So how'd that play go? Like, so we, they they had a three down front. We were working the inside zone to our left, and mm-hmm. then they shifted from a three down to a four down. Um, I was working a combination to um, the Mike linebacker, or yeah, Mike linebacker. We were on the right hash. We were going. Um, Sort of away from the jumbotron, so we were working our way that uh, to our locker room, and I remember just like, you know, working up, working a combination with Furlan, working to the linebacker, and then all of a sudden, like I just, I just felt a snap from the side. Yeah, yeah the linebacker went to come make the tackle. Um, I don't know who had the ball. I think Morrow had the ball, and just as the linebacker whipped around, just caught me in the legs. And then you know instantly something. Oh was yeah. Wrong. You oh did. yeah, I knew instantly. I knew. So you I knew dropped. I broke broke something. You just dropped, hey? Oh yeah, yeah. Drop, 
yelled a little bit. And, and you were pissed. You were, oh, you were I was really just angry. so mad. I felt so bad, man, when I saw that shit. But it's going to happen. Yeah. And that's like... It, it was, yeah. But you it came sucks. back, bro, this year. Yeah, well. It, the one thing I noticed, as soon as like that happened, you got your cask on, and we came back, I was in the locker room just getting changed, ready to go to the meetings, and you got your scooter, right? This guy comes in with his scooter, rolling in like two days, maybe after just shattering his leg, like really bad injury, and he's smiling. He's like, what's up, guys? How's it going? Let's go today. I'm like, what the fuck, right? Because I like that was that changed me, bro. That changed my mindset on things. When you came in and got the boys like going, and even we're gonna get through this bullshit, and you just broke your leg, and knowing that you're not gonna be here for at least ten weeks, yeah. I was like, that's a leader right there. Well, and being in the CFL for only my second year now, I haven't seen much of that shit, bro. But that got a lot of us up and a lot of us going, man. Uh, like for I, me, for my first for for my first start in the league and everything, that was a lead, bro. I I appreciate that, but also yeah. it was it was a fake, right? Oh yeah, yeah. deep down, you deep know, deep down, I, yeah. you're just. You're a you're you're losing it because you lose your position, not because yeah. you want to, or mm-hmm. that you lost it because you suck. Yeah. You lost it due to injury. Yeah. Um, but, but to at, keep that face on, man, well, a lot of guys can't do that shit. Yeah, I think at that point, why walk around? Why mope? Why put on this? Yeah. Why put on this sad front when you know? Unfortunately, you look at through our entire year, everything went wrong. Mm-hmm. From yeah. sickness to losing games to another round of sickness to yeah. you know rough year personnel changes um and then to have that have someone that's just moping around all the time like my biggest thing was getting in the meeting room getting bandy set looking at bandy this is your job yeah take my fucking job yeah and knowing all well absolutely you you want to put the most confidence in the players around you Mm -hmm. so they play at a high level and if what's he going to be worried about oh when he comes back no take my job Mm -hmm. it's Something that you know what happens, you're happens dying. After. It happens, happens, right? Yep. And to be able to come in and every day with that mindset to try to make the group, but also make him better every day was what I tried to excel for every day. That's awesome, man. Yeah. How was he? Oh, it was great. You yeah. know, he was a sponge. Yeah, you guys Soaked are it all in. in. Yeah. yeah. You you know us in that group. We you know we stick together through thick and thin. I mean, no matter what. Do. So behind that behind the smile, I know you like it, behind the smile and all you do. And how was that? Like deep down. Mentally, was, how yeah. was the rehab process? You uh, killed it, by the way. Yeah, you attacked re- it. Rehab process was tough. Yeah, I think what helped me out was Shaq breaking his leg the following week, unfortunately. Yeah, and then my mental was a be a good teammate, but also every day try to make Shaq laugh or smile. Yeah, yeah, right? he doesn't do that. Then, much, no, he comes in, comes in a little bit mopey, and I'll try to make <laughs> him laugh or get him get a smile out of him. Yeah. So that was really my goal, but also the whole time, like Shaq was that person that you know, you know, something you chase. Yeah, and Shaq would be do something. I'm like, I want to do that. And they're like, No, Dan, you're not there yet. I'm like, All right. Well, trainers would turn their back, and I try to do what he's doing, right? So, yeah, let's. UCLA make... King, though. Yeah. yeah, and so it was one of those ones that you know what, Shaq helped me as much as I helped Shaq, maybe mentally or emotionally. I was also there, like chasing him to be like, I want to do that. I want to do yeah. that. If Shaq's doing that, I want to do that. You wanted to come back first. Yeah, yeah. you were. Chasing well, we had a bet. Back. Oh, you, you guys yeah, did? Yeah, it was a cookie bet. If oh, you yeah. lost, you had to buy the other person cookies. So. And what week did you come back? Um, I played four games at the end, so... Week week 14? Uh, yeah, week 14. So week three. So you were only out 11 weeks. Well, yeah. technically with maybe some bye weeks. Yeah, bye so weeks. So two so months, Three probably. weeks, yeah. Wow. Well, probably longer than two months. And when, you, months when you dressed up for that game, did you kind of feel it on your foot? No. Like, at that point, like, I think I was so... 
Ready to just get back. And ready to get back and everything yeah. like that. And then, you know, I think there was never like the nervousness of something happening or like it letting go or anything like that. I think we mm-hmm. did a great job with my rehab to be able to put me in that mindset. I think it was just, do I remember how to play football? Is that and what I, you thought, yeah, thought about? Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was only 11 weeks surf, though. But still, yeah. like you think about 11 weeks not practicing to be able to come back one week to be able to put it all out there and to play, especially against Winnipeg. I know you came back in the cold it's too and everything. The, but you know what? I think that's where we thrive, especially mm-hmm. offensive linemen is in the cold. And How do then, you deal with the cold? Uh, you block it out. You block and it you out? Just mentally, you just block it out. I fucking hate it. Do you ever, you don't get, even your toes don't get cold or anything? No. Because no, you guys don't even run or anything. So how do you stay warm? What do you mean we run? Well, no. <laughs> Are you serious? No, 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 no. We don't run? Well, you know what I mean? It's like a chop. You know what I no, mean? No, it's a chop. So it's a fat waddle is what you're trying but to say you, nicely. But you know. Nice. <laughs> but um, well, I'm I would say you don't move and do you do move enough to get warm? I, guess I would say I would say my biggest thing is when you talk to guys about like fighting through the cold. Yeah, it's easier to warm up. Like if you get hot and you start to sweat, that's when the cold will affect you. Because yeah, like yeah. guys putting on three pairs or two pairs of socks, mm-hmm. we well, got to think about that. As soon as the sweat hits that sock and it sits in there, it's, it's just cold. moisture. I might have not have to do the two sock thing then. Right. <laughs> Put some baby powder in the sock. That way they'll. Moisture soaks into the baby powder. Yeah, I wanted to figure out something this year, but it was la- It wasn't this year, but the previous year on the Riders, it went deep into the. Pl- it went deep into like maybe December, right? Because well, it was pushed COVID. Yeah. Right? So that was that a was cold awesome. Year. That was a fucking loved cold. it. That was crazy. I think our Winnipeg game was super cold. And I think uh, not yeah. to always say this to Furlan, but Furlan tried to tough it out with sleeves. He wore sleeves, and then when at halftime, put sleeves on. Oh, he put sleeves on at halftime. Yeah. How do you do it at halftime? I think it's at that point you're trying to do anything to get warm. I and that's, so, yeah. it, you know what? I think it's like getting rid of that tough mentality. Mm-hmm. It's about being comfortable and being able to put yourself in a situation. I think for me, I'm so comfortable and used to being in the cold, yeah. especially living here, yeah, that yeah. you just kind of transform it into like being in the football and just a mentality. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. So after like, I know CFL season's only like six months. Do you work or what do you do in the Yeah, so I've been very fortunate this year. The the Rough Rider Foundation came to me and asked if I would take the scheduling role on for our Win With Wellness, which is a mental health program, and oh. then our rider reading program. So getting our ambassadors through Win With Wellness and then our, a lot of our players out in the community and just go to schools and read books and talk yeah. about how reading's good for, the, you know, students. Not only that, but like... For us, of course, you got to be able to understand terminology for a playbook and how yeah. it affects our lives. Um, and then our mental wellness program is just biggest thing that from being an ambassador of it is just being brutally honest with kids, yeah. talking about the struggles that we have. I think a lot of the time people forget that, yeah, it's amazing playing in front of 33,000 people at a stadium and then millions upon millions of people in TSN. But also they forget on the daily life that the business holds us. I know. Not only six months, but for a whole a whole year, you look, guys go into free agency. Like, Every day you're looking behind you. you might, are you playing this week or not sometimes? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's how, dinner. you know, a lot of guys, like you think about it, have that ability to, to reach minds of children, especially in Sask where yeah. the Rough Riders are beloved. But also when athletes are open and honest with kids, it just reassures that the teachers are teaching the right way. Exactly. How many times I mean. teachers come up to me and say, oh, we tell our kids the exact same thing. But they listen to you because they're doing, other, they're doing cool shit. Absolutely. You, know I mean? you think about it, teachers. right? They don't want to listen. But no. also, you know what I've, I've found over the years, if you can relate to kids, it's, it's about making a change. But it's also a change if the kids want to make. Yeah. 
You're always about giving back, man. Even Absolutely. before this job last year, you were at Rancherlo, weren't you? Yeah. And how was that? I loved it. You did? I right? loved to be able to be around those, like the kids there. Yeah. I think a lot of people, of course, you look at the, the traumas and struggles in their life as a negative, but also the kids are the most strongest people. They go through so many ups and downs and they can, mm -hmm. they're so resilient. Um, and a lot of people don't look at it that way. Yeah. Um, to be able to be around, you know, youth, especially that are struggling, it's one of those ones that's so rewarding when you're accepted. Yep. I feel that, man. And we're so like, was it always a different job every year or how did that go? I've kind of been like, I've hit and miss, you know, I've gone to Princess Auto, yeah. worked at oh, Princess yeah, Auto that. for a year. Um, I worked at Warner Industries as a service advisor for a long time and they yeah. helped me transition. Um, you look at, I was welding for two years with Anlin Welding and Fabricating. See, hearing this, like like the fans hearing this, we're not just football players. No. You're every, you do everything. Well, it's one of those ones that like you're looking for something to do. Yeah. And you know what? It, it's nice that, of course, you get paid to do it, but also it's one of those ones that it's, you're, you know what? We all don't make quarterback money. Nope. Right? Nope. So a lot of you <laughs> need Canadian to pay your bills, right? no, I wouldn't say that anymore. Uh, <laughs> jerk. Uh, Evan Johnson then, money. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's better. Evan Johnson's money. <laughs> and then uh, you look at it, especially when you have opportunities to work for, like, with our foundation or as ambassadors. I worked with yeah, the I Red Cross for stuff. eight years yeah. with the Imagine No Bullying program. You did that too? Absolutely. Oh, wow. How was that? Like, it was great. Yeah. I think one year I put 10,000 kilometers on it oh. and was spoke to thousands of kids. I think the most students I spoke to was 15,000 at We Day. Yeah. So I've, I've been able to journey all the way across and to be able to be an ambassador, but also to work on my speaking skills. I was just going to get into that, like your speaking skills, like your first ever like talking in front of people. How did that go? Trash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember like a slideshow. <laughs> we did the, this community youth challenge and it was about um, tobacco use and I just read every slides, was done in 20 minutes and like literally, any questions? No? Okay, bye. <laughs> and then... Now it's, I talk for Deep an hour. Detailed, and yeah. So what changed then? Comfortable. You just got more comfortable? Comfortable. It's yeah. the same thing as like getting comfortable with the playbook. I feel you. Once you get comfortable with your position, you kind of branch out. Okay, well, maybe the linebacker needs to know that I'm doing this as a DN yep. so they can adjust on this play. Yep. Now I, I go to formations as an offensive lineman. Oh, well, why does the formation help? Repetition. Well, if you, you notice a rotation by the safety or the SAM, yep. it puts you in a good position to be able to understand what's going on. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I remember my first assembly. I did not know what to talk about. You know what I mean? I was looking at their faces, and I was like, fuck. You know what I mean? Well, you got to look away, almost above them. Wait till you get start speaking to adults. Oh, bro, adults, I don't know if I could do that. But adults are, are more scared than kids. You think so? Absolutely. I'm just thinking of fucking up my speech or saying the wrong thing. Uh, you got to remember, you, you own that. Yeah. When you are up at a podium and you have to do, like, you're a guest speaker and you don't know what to talk about and you're talking about sports and blah, 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 yep. and you mess up, pause, own your mess up in your head, and then just continue on or yeah. slow down. Nobody's going to remember that, yeah. It's the biggest thing, like, especially when you become a public speaker is just getting that comfortable. The worst thing is at football, man, when you're just, like, grinding out, like, the last, like, sprinting, and then they come off, and they'll give you an interview, and you're gassed. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm gassed all the time, but <laughs> that's the worst. Bro. I think you just get comfortable talking. It's the I same know. thing. I look at now speaking with the media. A lot of the time, I don't even look up. Yeah, you don't look at I'm them just really. Like I'm talking, just like me and you are. I know. I have to like get the question, think about it, then speak, not just speak right away. Yeah, that's my thing. I need to get better at that. Those interviews, the live interviews, is what kills me. Like doing this is easy because I can cut out anything. Yeah, but it's just the live shit. I don't. I I look at it the same way. What are yeah. you gonna mess up? I guess so. You yeah. gonna swear? 
Like I know <laughs> they yeah. can bleep it out. Mm-hmm. They, they can bleep it out too. Yeah, yeah it's one of those ones that are you going to say the wrong answer? Yes. Sometimes you're going to mess up, but yeah. a lot of the time, half the time, some they're say not it. trying to make you mess up. They're just no, asking. You good they're shit. just asking yeah. you good questions. You look at especially how many times we got asked your O line struggling this year. How did you take that? How did you answer those questions? I just took, I, a lot of it. I came back and I said, you know, I could have been a better leader. Yeah, that's a good, I think it's leadership. You take it, especially if you aren't playing, and then you have the opportunity to come back. You just. You just take whatever happens and you just put it on your shoulders. How right? did you take like the fans? Like, and, like, do you even look at the comments? I love it. I love reading. Do it. I wish I could. Shit? I wish I can get my phone out and just be like, "Hey, shout out to <laughs> this <Yeah>. person," <laughs> and I just want to let you know that you're a great person. I think we had one over the Christmas break, and uh, I think Fuck. it was Furlan and I's little like skit thing that we did for them, and yeah. I forget who somebody put a comment, and I was like, "I really hope you have a merry Christmas," yeah, and like just like sometimes it makes me like shake my head sometimes it makes me mad but then i'm a lot of the time i'm like how many times has someone walked into your work and just absolutely trashed you for messing up a spelling mistake never mistake well never what are you talking you think they do no never yeah they don't never that's what i mean so why are people so critical to our jobs it's it's the same thing as somebody losing it on a mcdonald's drive-thru employee (laughs) like what what, what's the point? What's the point? You're no. still going to come back here because you like McDonald's. Exactly. You're going to come watch our games. You're come watch our games. And you know what? I, you know what? I, because you know what? The one fan, yeah. there's 20 other fans that stick up for you. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah, but it's, it's been crazy this year. This year was a crazy year. Yeah, absolutely. You think yeah. about it, you know, unfortunately with our O line and giving up. Well, not even with the O line, with well, everything. Well, with everything. You Injuries, sickness. Yeah. You know, at least we didn't go through the four Achilles tears that we did the fo- first year. I, I remember that. I was in Winnipeg when that happened. Oh, I couldn't believe dude. that. Were so, you freaked out too a little bit or no? Well, the weird part is, so during COVID, we couldn't be in the in the same locker room, right? So I remember the that. local guys, we went, did Clint's workout, nothing, crushed it. Mm-hmm. Came back in, we're getting changed, and all of a sudden Trevor takes off, our athletic therapist, Trevor. <laughs> yeah. And then Ryan Raftis, our head therapist, takes off. Yeah. And then another one. And it's just like all of a sudden you see guys coming in. You're like, what's going on? What's happening, yeah. And then it's just bang, four Achilles tears in less than 20 minutes. I would have been shitting myself, man. Oh, and for me, like I guess really you look at it, I don't know, for the people that may look at it and be like, oh, you know, you, I'm scared to break my leg. Well, are you going to let scared hold you back from? Exactly. Are you going to go drive today and get scared to get hit by a bus? No, Absolutely. I'm going to go drive again. I'm going to continue to drive. Exactly, yeah. And I looked at it the same way as this football. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, man. I was going to say, since you're 34 and like, this year you don't have a contract yet, you're still yep. trying to fight for a contract and see what's going to happen this year. If you're going to go, you're going to stay. Hopefully you're still here in Rider oh, Nation. I would love that. We love you. Yeah. But do you have any plans for your future? Like, what are you thinking after football? I've, I think I've done such a great job, you know, in the community. I definitely, working with youth would be something that I want to do. Yep. I think just finding the right fit, and hopefully it is with the foundation. If it's not with the Rough Riders or the foundation, yep. I know some other company would definitely enjoy to have me around and be able to work with them. You've probably heard that question since you were 19. Oh, probably. absolutely. Because I've been hearing it since I was 19 years I old. I literally have <laughs> put all my eggs in this basket called football. <laughs> me too. And <laughs> I've done a very good job at holding off on being an adult yeah, and, saving money uh, and everything it's crazy you're 34 and still playing a fucking game for still life. playing a kid's game and you're loving it being a little kid yeah. every single day it's crazy man Think and you act like a kid out there too. oh absolutely you know in the locker room on the field you got to have fun with it i know i think yeah. a lot of guys i think josiah said it best this year sometimes you just gotta soak football in yeah and then having that opportunity and be able to run with it and well, just gonna go man. with it every single day yeah, well, I'm excited to see what you do, man, and I really hope you fucking get your fucking get back here on the team. I think I'm more excited to see what you do. 
No, man. Especially this year. Yeah. You yeah, were, man, they, you were the best this year. Last year, we trained all last year with at, um, McKenna Henry's place. What's yep. that what's it called again? Front 7. Front 7. Shout out Front 7. That was a really nice place. But we were grinding there, man. Absolutely. And you you taught me a bunch of shit, bro. It's not just, I think it's, you can teach guys on how to play the position, but also, also if you guys, you teach guys how to, like, navigate the business. Yeah. And just let them know they're not alone in the struggles that they feel like they're dealing with mentally. It yep. goes a long way. Yeah. You're always there for each other day in, day out in a locker room. Why can't you be in the off season? Are you going to miss that brotherhood when you get oh, out of it? I think absolutely. What are you going to do to get that shit back? You, you won't. Think? There's nothing. You're going to find something. Man. Like a, you can get a rec uh, league or anything or maybe play know. poker nights. I want to play rugby. Man. I body love can... to play rugby. Like I played in high school. I miss it so much. Can you play men's rugby in Regina? Uh, yeah. Oh, you can. Absolutely. Well, I think the grads, fun, rogues. All yeah. different kinds of teams that at least were around when I was in high school are still around. You gonna start coaching your kids' teams or what? Yeah, I, you know what I said that it would be a struggle for me to coach, but I think once once Kendall and Cash, or if Cash decides to play football or whatever he just decides to do, why like, would it be a struggle? I don't know because I always feel like I want to take the take like a group of kids and make them into a lineman. Where that one kid. <laughs> yeah. That struggles and can't figure out. I'd rather put the time into that one kid. Oh, and then forget about the rest? Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. So yeah. that's why I don't know if group coaching is where it's at for me yet. Maybe just individual coaching or something, yeah. Where it takes time. But also you look at now, if you do start a training program, yeah. you never want to take, I guess it's a little bit different for D lineman, unfortunately, is like, yeah, there's different things. There's different, you know, schemes or gap schemes that they protect. Are they, yeah. you know... Anyways, for offensive line, you, the terminology that they use from the beginning of grade 9 to grade 12 is hopefully the same with the same online coach. Yeah. Do I bring them into a facility and, and teach, teach them, them terminology or teach them, yeah. I How do that. I do that and allow them to succeed when they go, oh, Dan Clark said this or Logan Furlan or Evan Johnson said this. But their this. coach wants them to do this. Absolutely. Fuck and man. that's where my struggle is. If you do decide to build an O-line anything, yeah. do you risk – because they would listen to the professionals, but then there's a lot of times coaches out there aren't professional coaches. They maybe never played the sport either, right? Yeah. And 99% of the time, that's who they are, who coaches are. Yeah, absolutely. So it would be hard to go back from a professional to that. Well, and then also do you take what they're being taught at high school and how do you throw that away? I know. I and know. then the coach goes, well, this kid's uncoachable. Mm -hmm. Then you risk that reputation starting to build that, that you know what? He's an uncoachable kid. Uncoachable. And the biggest thing about getting to the pros is being coachable. Yep. And that's one thing I noticed, man. Like, you know, fuck being whatever I was before. If it doesn't work at this level, I need to figure something well, out. Well, and that's the one thing that I think no matter what through life, if you can be coachable or be a good teammate, you'll excel in anything. Seriously. It's like having that opportunity. And I think I remember doing an interview last year with someone and they said, what makes you think you're able to do this position? I said, well, I have to make a decision in 11 seconds or less or 20 seconds or less that affect 11 other people's well-being. Yeah. And I said, I have to be right every single time. Could you be like, in the Army? Could I? I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot, <laughs> a lot of responsibility, and shout out those people. I know. Shout out to our Army, but, but I don't know if I could do that. Shit. I don't know. Yeah. I, it's one of those ones that you think you could protect each other, but I think it's built into you too, and having that mindset for each other. Yeah. I always think when I go out there sometimes and I'm like, I'm scared or I'm like something like I second doubt myself on kickoff, you know, I got to run through the fucking wedge, man. Yep. Right. And that shit's hard sometimes mentally. And I'm like, I think about a UFC fighter or like a military officer out there. You know what I mean? UFC fighters go in front of the world and get knocked out. You know what I mean? There's a 50, 50 chance you're getting knocked out cold. And Absolutely. Mean. And in fucking military, you're getting shot. So I'm like, fuck it. I can run through this wedge. If the worst thing case scenario, I get knocked out, maybe. Yeah. So it's crazy though how those guys can do their lives. I don't know if I could do that shit. Yeah. People and people pay for our, coming to watch us. You know what I mean? In the military, don't get paid shit. 
Well, and that's not one thing that, you know what, the military does a great job protecting our freedom. Yeah. And I think, you know, put in that situation, you know, granted, I really never hope it happens, but you you have to be prepared for anything. anything. And at that point, if there ever was a war, are you willing to protect the, your family to be able to, in that situation? I feel like if a war was going to happen, it would be um, all nuclear now. Yeah. You think, think it would be so technology too. Yeah. You'd shut the internet off and people freak out. Bro, we'd be fucked. Imagine if you can't get to your currency or your money or no power or anything, no grid. That's what no I gas. mean. What, what what would what would matter? Walking, <laughs> communicating with people again. What would you do? First thing that went down, everything went down. Oh man, you don't even know. I would say our house is not prepped for that. I think. <laughs> not yet. Not the we got, enough, we got enough Coke Zero in that house to last a lifetime, but I don't know. There's no water. There's no nothing. I think at that point you just try to survive. I'd hit up fucking Costco. Yeah, I'd go braid that shit. You and a billion other people. I know, right? But you Costco's have to go first. crazy. It is. <laughs> Imagine if even... everything went down. Yeah, give me some guns. Yeah, I don't know, man. I come to your house. You come over. We yeah. figure something out. We'd figure it out. Call Ferlin. Call Ferlin. He'd be able to build us a. Yeah, he'd be able to build other. something. He'd come over. He'd probably still fucking bail on us. Yeah, he probably would. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's. <laughs> You look at it a lot of the time, a lot of guys say you're putting your life on the line, especially what just happened in the NFL. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, you know, man, it's, that it's, was fucked up. It's he even a, got up and everything. It's a game, but also it's one of those ones, like, you are putting your life on the line. That that hit that may not look like anything, but in the mi- middle of the rhythmic beat. Yeah. And it's now crazy. it's... Is he, they, they don't know what's going on. Yeah, he's starting, he's starting to move around and yeah. starting to be able to do... Uh, touch and everything like that just trying to get his lungs back together and be able to breathe on his own is i think what they're working on but it can happen to anyone you look at how the collisions i think his athletes get bigger stronger and you don't think about that when you're out there though and even when that happened i told my girlfriend i was like that's not going to change me doing anything out there which is crazy well you look even look at cte (laughs) i I know when that came out too i was like what's that yeah i don't care i love this game i know You're no, like, but honestly, that? I'm like, what's that? Well, and that's... I haven't even watched the show, too. No. You know the Will Smith show? We haven't watched it. I, I heard it's really... To. If you're a center, I would fucking never watch it. No. They think about yeah. it like, that's my biggest thing. Yeah. The thickest skull, as the doctor said to me. I hope and you have the thickest skull, Dad. Uh, hey, guys, we're going to do a little new segment in here. Um, we're going to read some comments off the Saskatchewan Riders Instagram page. Because cause they're the best comments in the world, and we have the best fans in the world, baby. Uh, shout out... Uh, J-E-R-I-C-H-O-R-U-L-E-S-4. My God, maybe learn how to, to be an old lineman before the spew this crap. Do you honestly think this will sell tickets? Hope you have happy holidays. Uh, same, same person. Worst old line in our generation. You think this will get the fans on board? Uh, thank you for your support and comment. Uh... Efa Carsons, can they buy a quarterback, O line, and coach? Um, we always will have a quarterback, O line, and a coach. Nicholas underscore daily. My guys. <laughs> go, go. This is going back to one of our roster changes um, for a tackle. Um, Tharper1127 says, let's hope he can block. <laughs> well, they're an offensive lineman, they try their best. Like, what are they thinking when they post that shit? I don't know. But it's okay. That constant support and that constant, like... Engagement. Engagement is always great. Our chap, 
63. Oh, sorry, I lost it. Says, let's try to play 60 minutes for once this season. Well, we did the whole season. Yeah, I don't think we there was a DM that we didn't play 60 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't play the best for 60 minutes, but. We played the 60 minutes, though. Decade 2017 says, uh, this is it. This is our, we were traveling to our last game. Thank goodness the Riders sucked this year. What? Like, <laughs> Happy well, holidays to you. Yeah, happy. I'm glad. Hey, happy, happy New, New year. year to you. This is one of our, uh, our uh, what is it called? Team Awards or CFL Awards nominees were put out. Oh. Somebody says, we have a no outstanding offensive lineman except for Erling Goddard. <laughs> I, think, I think right then and there, that's where people need to understand that, you know, even though 70-some <laughs> sacks is, is what happened, it also, you yeah. do highlight it. You know what? Unfortunately, look at it that way. Yeah. You do highlight, especially for a young man to be 24 years old to win lineman of the year for a team is unreal. Is unreal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unreal. Because he puts in the fucking work, man. Yeah, absolutely. You should have saw the kid like four years ago. When he was, he was in my like, DMs, uh, 100, man, and I didn't even 182 know. pounds? Yeah. <laughs> 182. Guaranteed, that's probably what he benched. Crazy, man. Fucking, he's, yeah, he's a definition of hard work, too. Well, Even in his job and everything he's doing in life, he's killing well, it. You think a laborer and then also be able to put in that work, runs yeah. his own business now? Yeah, he'd have a great podcast, but. He would. He's just got to show up. Yeah, Maybe you get him to quote up. your basement. I know. Yeah, I come for money for a twenty thousand dollar quote. Fuck, but yeah, man, I really hope you guys enjoyed having Dan Clark, CFL All Star, Great Cup champion, and just overall great dad on the podcast. If you have any questions, shoot us an email. But we'll love to catch you guys later. Thanks, bud. Peace. Thank you.